Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. Good morning, good morning. Hey, my name is Jeff. If you don't know me, um, I'm sorry. We need to hang out. Let's do it. Um, and I do not look like Jason. If you're listening online, this is not Jason. Um, a little bit more hair, a little bit more melanin. Amen? Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jason is actually in Florida. Um, everyone say poo. Um, but Jason's in Florida with about 5,000 other church planners. Um, because here at Centerpoint, we're kind of a part of a group of churches whose main uh, purpose is to make disciples that make disciples that make disciples so that we can see changed lives that what? Awesome. So you guys got it. Um, for those of y'all who are new, when I say change lives, you say change that, that change lives, okay? Change lives that? Change lives. Awesome, awesome. So this week, um, I'm really confused uh, as to why Jason told me to start a sermon series called Be Still, because um, I can't be still. Um, ask my wife. But this week, or this week, we're going to start this month, we're going to be inside of a sermon series that is... We're going to cultivate just the uh, purpose and the spiritual practice of solitude, silence, in the midst of an always connected world. And, this, and how Jesus himself modeled um, the importance of withdrawing and entering a secret place of prayer and, and, and fasting and journaling um, and in communion. And we as, as Christ followers, how we can find uh, physical and emotional rest um, and spiritual refreshing in Christ. But um, I'm still confused as why, you know, be still, but hey, I am practicing what I preach. Amen? Um, so everybody say it with me. Be still. Be still. Be still. Say it one more time. Now say it like you're a parent and your kids won't be still in the backseat. Be still. Be still. <laughs> Explicit, so I can't say at church. And, and to be honest, like, I, in those moments, when I was a kid, and even like last year, when, when my mom is doing that, it's like, I know I need to chill out and be quiet, but like, you need to focus on the road. And I know that you've been on your last nerve for all 28 years that I've been living, but I think that, you know, hard-headed men make great Christ followers, amen? Um, read your Bible, it's a lot of hard-headed men in there. But it's hard to be still, right? Be still, they're about to give you a shot. I mean, I, I, I'm okay with those. Some people don't like to be still. Be still, they're about to drill in your teeth. Be still, they're cutting your hair. I learned that the hard way. It wasn't this haircut. He did well this time. I was still. Be still so they can take a picture of you. This is, uh, this is me. <laughs> Everyone online, they are awing because I'm gorgeous. But... I know that, in, like, right on the other side of that camera, my mom is telling me to be still. I, had, I wanted no part of that white chair. I wanted no part. And my pants were too tight. Um, <laughs> they're too tight. Too tight now. But it's okay. Um, so we are starting be still. We need to be still. And if you're taking notes, go ahead and get those out. If you didn't know, um, if you, when you bring your notes to heaven, you just show an angel, and t- it's like a fast pass. They'll, give you to, they'll take you to the short line so you can get to heaven quicker. So if you got notes, go ahead and start taking them. Um, it's true. Look it up. It's in the Bible. But 
it's in scripture that we need to be still. Pretty much like smack dab in the middle of the Bible. It says, be still and know that I, see you guys read your Bible a little bit. Be still, be still, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am in control. Be still and know that I'll bring you through this. Be still and know that I want you still. But it's hard. It's hard, Jeff. You don't know my life. Yeah. But I do know what Jesus does and what Jesus says. And I know we're supposed to be living like him. That's our big brother, right? We're supposed to be living like Jesus. And so this is what Jesus did. Right after he got baptized, you know, like the, 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 the dove or the dove, the dove. I'm from the hood. He's from Lincoln County. I'm from the hood. Um, the dove came, and it was like the Holy Spirit, and God was like, that's my son. Right after that, in Luke 4, 1 and 2, it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, enter, or returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. My first question to you all is, when was the last time you were led by the Spirit? When was the last time you were led by the Spirit into a place that you didn't want to go to? And when was the last time you were led by the Spirit to a place that you didn't want to go to and you stayed there until God said move? Jesus was, Jesus was led by the Spirit to the wilderness so that because he decided to make God like the place, the center of his life. So he and he wanted to go into the wilderness so that he could be alone and hear God and be strengthened by God. And a lot of us think, you know, solitude and going alone, like wanting to be by yourself. All, all extroverts, raise your hand. OK, OK. All introverts, raise your hand. OK, now I know who I'm talking to. Some people didn't. I don't know if there's another type, but a lot of people didn't raise their hand. But all of you in between is you probably introverts. Um, <laughs> they're like, Ugh. but a lot of us think that those moments are moments of weakness, right? Like, oh, they just want to be alone. Just let them be alone. They just need to be alone. And, you know, in my house, it's like, babe, I know, like, just be with me. Like, just hang out downstairs. Let's, let's party. Like, let's do stuffs. And like, I know you want to go upstairs. Why do you want to go upstairs and be by yourself? Like, we married. We're supposed to be having fun. She's like, I need my time. You are a lot to handle. <laughs> Amen? Amen. But, but some, a lot of us think that, that those moments of solitude are moments of weakness. And so did Satan. Satan saw Jesus in the middle of the wilderness, and he was talking to one of, one of his buddies. He was like, oh, is that Jesus? How long he been in there? He been in the desert for 30 40 days? Mm, he's weak. He ain't, and the, his friend was like, he ain't eating either. Like, he hasn't eaten in 40 days? I know how Christians get when they listen to a sermon for 45 minutes, all they can think about is Fazoli's. Like, let's, he's weak, let's go get him. So he walks up to Jesus, and he's like, oh, hello, didn't see you there. And he has like 20 rocks in his hand, or in his hands, you know, or whatever. And he's like, hey, Jesus, I know you're hungry. Check this out. Turn these rocks into chicken nuggets. And then turn some of his dust right here into some honey mustard. And I don't know if he said chicken nuggets. I'm just trying to put myself in this. And I know if I hadn't eaten for 40 days and 40 nights, a 20-piece chicken nugget with some honey mustard would be great. Amen? 
And he was like, I know you love honey mustard. That's your stuff. But this is like the JBV, the Jeff Boyd version. And Jesus, Jesus looked at him and he's like, get that corn out of my face. Man can't live by bread and bread alone. And like Satan looked at the demon and was like, I thought you said he was hungry. And they were like, oh. And Satan was like, okay, okay, I see you, Jesus. You're shining right now. I see you, Jesus. Okay, well, listen, you've been inside this, this desert island. It's been desert. You ain't have no dessert. Just look at this kingdom. Look at this. I can show you the world. Shining, shimmering splendor if you worship me. And I'll give you a PlayStation 4 with perfect Wi-Fi and a 70-inch television and all the money to, to buy all the downloadables that you wanted to buy that you couldn't buy because you were getting married and you had to save your money and be correct and your wife wouldn't let you buy it because you knew that you had to feed the dog and the cat in her. I'm just putting myself in, in you know. And, and Jesus was like, Jesus, like, I'll give you all that if you just worship me. Jesus, just worship me. And Jesus says, you shall, you shall worship the Lord your God and him alone. And Satan was like, oh, I see you, Jesus. Okay, another one. You've been reading your Bible. I see you. Well, hey, the Bible says, because see, just because it's the Bible don't mean it's always Jesus. Amen? If you jump off this cliff, jump off this ledge, which I don't know how they got to that. Did he just like poof him there? Did he follow Satan there? I don't know. If I jump off this ledge, and I heard that like if you jump, like, the angels will surround you. Like, it may look like you are surrounded, but you are surrounded by them. They will surround you, and they will catch you, and they won't let you die. And Jesus said, you, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And Satan rolled his eyes. He's like, oh, I thought you said he is weak. And this is what it says in Luke 4, 4 13. And I, I love the Bible. And because if you just, like, read it and make it a story, it's actually really funny. This is what Satan did at Luke 4, 13. It says, when the devil had ended every every temptation, he departed from him until a more opportune time. Because see, Satan thought, like most of us, that that moment of solitude would make us weak. But that's why, and that's why he came to him in the wilderness, and this was right before Jesus started his mission. This is right before Jesus went out and started to do all the things that, that, that he was called to do. And Satan knew that. And I think for a lot of us, we're questioning, man, like why, why is so much going on in my life right now? I can't wake up in the morning without something, after something, after something. Maybe, just maybe. Satan doesn't want you out. Satan doesn't want you active. He wants you to get caught up in the test, caught up in the wilderness so that you can't go out and be, do what you have been called to do. There should be some amens. I'm just, y'all can talk back to me. It's okay. See, finding a place of solitude wasn't just a one-time thing for Jesus. He did this all through the Bible. It says this in Luke 15, or sorry, Luke 5, 13. It says, Jesus often withdrew to a lonely place and prayed. Jesus' relationship with his heavenly father took precedent over his work with people. 
Can you all say the same? Because God was the center of his life. And because of that, he made priority to his relationship with God. Because Jesus knew that he knew that for him, he had to be less so that God can be greater. And as Jesus, as Jesus followers, we also have to make like a regular routine to enter into a place of silence and solitude, to meet with God, to be strengthened by God so that we can like finish the race that we have been called to. Because honestly, you have been called to more, you've been called to more than just waking up and going to work. You have been called to more than just saying, well, how was football this week? You see the cats. Your conversations have been called to more than just that. And Jesus, right in Mark 3, this is another moment where Jesus talked about solitude. Right after Mark 3, and Mark 3, right after the apostles, Jesus sent the apostles out to heal the sick and to cast out demons. Like, this stuff is like stuff we're supposed to do. I'm just, I'm just, like, this is the Bible. I'm not making this stuff up. It says this in Mark 6, 30, and 30, 30 through 31. It says, the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to them all they had done and taught. So they did something. They came back to Christ. They're like, yo, check this out. God, we turned, into a, we turned a demon into a frog. It was crazy. And then because there were so many people, God came, or that were coming and going, and they didn't have enough, enough, didn't have a chance to eat. He said to them, come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. See, like Jesus was the king of naps. And my wife was like, why are you always taking naps? I'm like, because Jesus took naps. Read your Bible, lady. Like Jesus, <laughs> Jesus took naps. That's why I nap. Is because Jesus took naps. And hopefully there was some pizza. Immediately after finding their, like immediately after this awesome mission trip that the disciples did, Jesus was like, hey guys, come on, let's go to my place, which is the wilderness. That's what, just where Jesus hangs out at. He's like, let's go back. I got some pizza. You know what I'm saying? We're going to hang out, watch some, watch some Netflix, Umbrella Academy. It's really awesome. Let's watch something. And you know what I'm saying? Eat some pizza. Let's rest. I believe as Jesus followers, and if you're taking notes, write this down, fast, fast. Busy is not a badge of honor. How was your week? You know, I worked. And what you else? I worked. Oh, well, you know, we took Jimmy to soccer, and then we took him to basketball, and then we took him to football, and then we took him to tennis, and then we took him to violin lessons, then we took him to... Piano lessons and flute lessons and what is it? What is another instrument? That one. Honestly, Jimmy doesn't need to play all those sports. He just needs to like pick one and stick to it. Busy is not a badge of honor. And I believe this too. If Satan can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. There we go. Y'all waking up now. If Satan can't make you go, go crazy in the clubs with all, you know, doing all that stuff, he'll make you busy. Because he knows that when you are busy, you're not paying attention. Just like the deer 
in the, in the, in the, in the woods, and that panther is looking at him Wakanda forever. Or that gazelle in the Sahara is so caught up in what it's doing, so caught up in its job. I think a deer's job is to, you know, poop, eat, and make, make other deer. So caught up in what it's doing that it can't see that the enemy is just feet away from him. If Satan can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. He wants you to be so caught up with work and your to-do list and all the things you got to do and all the things culture says do, go faster, do more, stay up longer, get more, iPhone 46. But is all that really healthy? Does, all, does, does that bring us really any anything, like for real? No. Maybe. We need to calm down, breathe, be grateful. No matter who you are, what you do, where you are, maybe we need to take some time and slow down. The Greek for slow down is chill out. And take some time to rest in him. But it's hard, Jeff. You don't know my life. You know how busy I am. You know how much stuff I got to do. These bills are going to pay themselves. You know how crazy these kids are. I got to clean the house. I got to clean the house, and then I got to clean up after I clean the house. Yeah, you're right. I don't know your life. But I do know Jesus. That's my homie. We've been riding since I was like 15. He knew me since before I was born. This is what he says. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Come to me, all who are, all who labor and are heavy laden, like hood version. Come to me, all who are sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I will give you Rest. And then the next verse, right after that, read your Bible. I'm not going to put it up. It says, I will give you rest for your soul. That's like that good nap. That's like that nap that you wake up from and you're like your neck is sweating and you feel like you time travel, you know? It's like, what year is it? Who's president? You know? Like that type of nap. I will give you rest. And I get it, it's challenging. It's hard to find time alone. You ain't, I got 75 kids. Like, it feel like it. You only got three, but it's, it's you know, it feel like it. You don't know, like, I got to go to work, and then I got to do this, and I got to do that. Maybe instead of when you get that time being on your cell phone. That was a club. That was a throat. <clears throat> Because, like, I love my iPhone. Let me show y'all something. Yeah. Yeah, y'all already know what I'm about to do. Hold on. Let's see. Last, last seven days. Okay. So I was on YouTube, and this is your pastor. I'm a youth pastor. If you don't know me, I'm, I'm working on myself. You know what I'm saying? Eight hours on YouTube, 
eight hours on Instagram, five hours on Clash Royale. It's a game I play. Two and a half hours on Messenger, because I got to send a lot of text messages out, you know. An hour and 10 minutes on the Bible app. It's in my top five, but is it really top priority? And reading for an hour is hard for me, guys. I'm going to be honest. Like it, I had to work to get this hour in. But instead of finding that time that you get to yourself, instead of filling that time with your phone and connecting to people on social media, like you're just like, you won't believe what they say. Instead of doing that, Instead of connecting with people on social media, maybe you should use that time to connect with the Father. Connect with the one that will keep you connected. Because at the end of the day, what is all this even, like what do we gain? What do we truly gain? But I know what, I know what five minutes in the presence of God, I know what that can be. But I get it. You know, you got your to-do list, and I left them blank so you could fill in the blank. But you got to take Jimmy to work because y'all only got one car, and you got to fix the car because the car broken. And then you get the car fixed, and you figure out something else, what's going on wrong with the car, so you got to take the car back. And then you got to take um, Lucy to dance practice and soccer practice, and you got to clean the dishes, and you got to feed the baby. Then you got to change you got to change the baby, then you got to feed the baby again, then you got to change the baby again, and then the baby threw up, so now you got to wash clothes, and then somehow there's more dirty clothes after you've done five, five loads of dirty laundry. Like, I don't get dirty laundry. We need to figure out a better system. But you got so much going on in your life, all these to-do lists, everything's going on, so much stuff. Family, that was a good throw. All these things. And when all this is yelling at you, all this stuff that you have to do, it's very hard for you to hear God. When all of your to-do lists, all of the things that you, that you got to do, it's cluttering up your time with God. Because he can move freely when we have less clutter. As the band comes up, I want us to to, kind of capture this last moment. Because, like, in the midst of all this, I still say that word wrong, midst that one. Of all this time and all these things we have to do, like, there is one thing, like, I feel like God is yelling from the heavens. He's saying, be still. And know. Be still and know that I got this. Be still and know that I will bring you through this. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I sent my my son to die for the things that you think are separating me from you. Be still and know that if you just tell them to chill out in the name of Jesus, 
maybe, just maybe, you'll find some silence. And I want to do something. I want, to, I, want to, I want us to put, put into practice what, we just, what was just said. If y'all could bring the lights down. I want us to find like three minutes of solitude and keep be still up and know. Like if you want to get comfy, sit on the floor, take your shoes off. My shoes are really loud, so I'm not, my socks are really loud, so I'm not going to take them out. They'll be distracted. But if you want to move to the altar, if you want to sit on the floor, get into a really comfortable place. And what we're going to do is just be still. Cool? Awesome. some of us it's probably the first time all year that we didn't talk for five minutes 
But I feel like in the stillness, like that's when God can really move. And it's a big challenge for me. I'm not going to stand up here and, or sit up here and act like Jeff is quiet. That is not, that's like an oxymoron. And I am an oxymoron. But he wants you still. Holy Spirit wants to be in control of your thoughts. And God wants to be in control of your life. And the only way to get there, truly, honestly, guys, is if we get alone and we get quiet and we be still and know that He You fill in the blank. King, ruler, provider, strength, refuge, savior, father, Abba. The only way to truly hear him yeah, he can yell at you. He can't. That yell is that's it's tough stuff. The only way to really hear him is if you get quiet. You free up your clutter. You tell your to-do list to bow down to the Father too. You give your schedule over to the Lord. And you say, you have my day. So for seven days, we got seven days till Sunday. You guys already got today. So starting tomorrow, let's just spend three minutes, three minutes, silent, no phone. You can turn on one worship one worship song worth a quietness every single day. And then see what God can do at that time. And if you feel led, tell people about your quiet time. Using the hashtag, hashtag be still. But I pray that we come back to this moment daily. Because that's when God can really move, guys. Like, trust me, I've found more Jesus quiet than loud and most of my life is loud so we're about to go into a song and I think it's perfect it is so good for where we are so if you feel like you should stand if you feel like you should lay down let's just spend this next song still we can sing it but let's just enter into a place where we are allowing him to be the ruler of the atmosphere. Hey, Jesus, we give you more of our time. We give you more of our life. And Lord God, I pray that in the midst of all this junk, you can tell us to be still and tell the storm to chill out 
God, you're good. We love you. It's your great name we pray. Amen. Let's worship, guys.